Hi, everyone. It's Sambal Siddiqui, Mayor of Cambridge. And I'm Alana Mellon, Vice Mayor, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Hello. It hasn't been weekly. <laughs> I know. I, I said weekly and I meant, I meant semi-monthly. Yeah, it's been a while. We were sorry to our fans, our, our 10 listeners out there. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mom. And we've, we've heard from uh, on the doors, you know, when we've both door knocked, folks have been like, we love your podcast. So we are going to be, try to be more regular. Um, we've just, there's just been so much going on, you know? I know. I feel like the last couple of Fridays we have been planning to do this and we've had emergency meetings all day. Um, which makes it really, really tricky to do this. But we are, we are committed. We are ready. We are here. We are going to talk about some TV, maybe, real quick. Yes. What are you watching? So I, well, there's been nights that, you know, I haven't slept well. So I've been like, you know what? What will always make me feel good? And it's Friends. And so I've been watching some friends and like, you know, season five is my favorite, you know, Monica and Chandler. And so that's been making me laugh. Um, and it's funny. I like know all the words to these, this, these, this show. Um, but another show that I've been really um, uh, addicted to is called Elite. It's on Netflix. It's in Spanish. Okay. So I've been, I've just, now I'm like swearing in Spanish, <laughs> being one of those people who's swearing in Spanish because of the show, I'm just watching it. And um, it's, it's a really good show. It's about high schoolers and there's drama, there's murder, there's mystery. Have you heard of it? Um, I haven't. So Spanish murder, mystery, teen drama. Yes. Oh, and I just put it on by accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your computer was like, want to watch Elite? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you watching? Um, I well, I'm like very involved with White Lotus on HBO. Um, it is hmm. about this resort in Hawaii and it follows um three different groups of people, a family, a recently married couple, and this woman who just lost her mom who's like going to spread her ashes in Hawaii. And it's like it's like a dark comedy. It's very funny, um, but also like outrageous because it's a super, super elite, wealthy resort, right? So you're like, what's even happening here? Uh, But Connie Britton is in it, who I, you know, I totally love her. I love her. I love her and her hair. And she's so perfect. She's like the super anal retentive mom. And it's awesome. She's just awesome. Hilarious. So that's- I'm going to watch it. Yeah, White Lotus on HBO. I think it's only- episodes um so I'm about halfway through and it's really good oh I'll get done with those okay okay um all right so here we are Cambridge News it is um the end of July which means that uh people are officially pulling papers and turning them in um and are on the ballot so you and I both on the ballot yes uh, we are uh, preliminarily certified, which means we turned in our signatures. They were um, authorized by the election commission, but then they have a big meeting, I think the first week in August, just to like definitely, definitely tell you who is on the ballot for sure. It looks like about 20 people or 21 um, people have pulled papers. So we'll see what happens. Monday is the last day to turn those in. So we'll see the final number, but here in Cambridge, there's always over 20 people, it seems like running for nine seats. Um, and one of our city councilors has decided not to run again. So Councillor Toomey, um, this is his last term. So there is a technically an open seat on the council. 
so yeah, let the uh, let the games begin. The hunger, ga- the hunger games. <laughs> May the odds ever be in your favor, Mayor Sneaky. Um, and then on the school committee side, it looks like there's um, eight or nine people that have officially pulled papers. Um, there's so, so uh, member Bowman is not running for re-election. So there's an open seat both on the city council and on the school committee, which always makes for an interesting race because whenever there's an open seat, there's a likelihood that um, someone's gonna be two. Yeah, so uh, anyways, things are heating up. So you, everybody out there, you're gonna start getting a lot of knocks on your doors, a lot of palm cards stuck in your um, your doorknobs. So keep an eye out for us. If you see us out there and we are- Be nice. <laughs> please be nice. Um, Wipe away our tears, please. <laughs> We might need a sandwich thrown at us every now and then or a glass of water. Seltzer, seltzer. I've had a few people offer me seltzer and I'm like, oh, I love you. We're like, what kind? Are you a <laughs> lacra or a polar? Because I'm, I know you're very particular about your seltzer. I'm so picky. And yeah, I, I don't do that because, you know, I don't want to be one of those people. But I think one person gave me like, like, um, what's the, the black cherry? And, you know, I hate black cherry, but I took it and I drank it, you know, cause Hey, that was the nicest thing they did. You know what I mean? So I mean, I'm not going to say no. It's like when somebody's nice to you out there, it's like, you just want to just weep with, with, you just take it. You with. just take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So let's get to the news part of part of this podcast. So there has been um, a recent uh, spate of gun violence in our city. Um, you know, it started kind of back in, in May with uh, Xavier Louise Jacques, who was murdered uh, right behind the Peabody schools. Um, and then- That happened in March. Was it March? Yeah, end of March. Gosh, okay. So yeah, so that happened in March, sorry. And then a few weeks ago, um, Robert Favreau, a CRLS grad, was um, shot and killed in Somerville, um, a very young person who I actually knew uh, because I worked with him at the Rista Culinary Arts program when we did the weekend backpack program. So I got I got a chance to know him, and it was just so sad when I uh, God, when I saw um, his face mm-hmm. and I and I made that connection that it was uh, Bobby that that was murdered. It was just it's just so hard when you when you lose a young person in your community, it's awful. It's actually, it's so awful. But then to realize that you knew them, it's just Mm. such a loss, um, to our community and it has been reverberating. So there, um, you know, there was, uh, Robert Fabro's, um, uh, what am I, what's the word? There was a memorial for him. um, Yeah. And that evening, there was a couple more incidents of gun violence, one that ended up a young man was in the the hospital. And so we've been having a a community conversation in Cambridge um, since then, really talking about not just how we're going to be addressing, you know, the most recent spate of gun violence. It does seem like every summer there's an uptick of gun violence, particularly in the Port neighborhood, but now, you know, also in in North Cambridge. But how are we going to be addressing these issues long term? And there was a safe streets meeting last Wednesday night um, hosted by Councillor Simmons and um, McGovern uh, to hear from the community really like what, how people are feeling, what needs to be done. Um, it, was, it was a really good meeting. We were 
both there. And I will say um, the thing that I really took away from that meeting was the folks who came forward and said, we really need to be looking at the young people in our community that we are failing, that you know we know who they are, we don't have enough resources, we don't have enough uh, folks to wrap our arms around them, we don't have enough workforce development programs for them. How are we as a city gonna come together and provide those resources for our young people who, um, who really need them? So uh, that's really what I've been thinking about and, and working on and Sambal, I don't know if, if you have other thoughts from, from that meeting and what struck you the most. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things is, uh, I think hearing that and then also knowing that in the city, we do have, you know, a number of things that we do do already. And so, but it's clear that those aren't enough and, or they're not, um, you know, effective to, you know, really reach some of the individuals we want to reach. And so, you know, how do we, you know, strengthen these programs, perhaps? Um, I think in Cambridge, we've talked about this, we have so we do have a lot of resources, you know, money is not the issue. I think, right. you know, having worked in Lawrence, having worked in Lynn and Lowell, these cities, I'm like, wow, it, it's a completely different ball game. And so then you're, you, it makes you feel, I feel it just, it, it may, it's a, it's like a, what's the feeling? I, you leave it away really defeated of like, crap, like, you know, what are the things that we can actually get done and, and, and do that will be, that will make a difference. Um, and that may not be necessarily more money. Um, it may be just getting the right people um, too. And so that's kind of, that's some of the, you know, what I thought about, you know, and really thinking about things, having the community shape um, the work that's ahead. Yeah, and I do, like, I feel like we're at this sort of critical juncture right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've got an uptick of gun violence, but we were also hearing that there's an uptick of actual, you know, guns, the amount of people that have guns in the community. Um, but we also have a tremendous opportunity right now, right? Like right. We, have a, we have a brand new um, superintendent who seems to be committed to um, making sure that our, our young folks um, are taking care of whether or not that's they're in school or out of school. So that's really exciting. Um, we did just hear this week that our police commissioner, Commissioner Bard has taken a position at Johns Hopkins um, in Baltimore, which, um, you know, for me and for the city, I feel like that's a real devastating loss. Um, but at the same time, you know, who is going to be the next person that is going to come in and lead the police department? You know, uh, we're going to have a, a brand new city manager next year. We're going to have a, a brand new public health um, uh, commissioner. You know, there's 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 been a, a little bit of a changeover. Um, yeah. Some of our top level leadership, and you know, at at a time where there is this critical moment, like, are we going to act this time? And what does action look like? You know, I think we all got kind of a call to action last Wednesday night at this meeting, and um, I think people are tired of talking. I think people want to see an investment in our in our young people, particularly our at-risk young people, to stop the cycle of violence. Um, and that's what we were being tasked with. And I, I think we need to seize this moment um, and direct the the wealth of resources that you just described, Sumble, um, and then really think about what are the programs that support our young people that could be doing more, could use a refresh or a revamp. And you know, I think. 
there's a lot of grown-ups sometimes in Cambridge that do a lot of talking um, and a lot of feelings come into those conversations. And I think we all need to figure out how to leave our feelings at the door um, and really understand that we need to support our young people. Um, and if that means that your program needs a revamp or a refresh, that's what it means. Um, there's nothing right. personal. It's just um, some of these programs are just not working for our kids. And mm-hmm. um, we just need to move on from there and, and really all work together as a community to like, solve this problem yeah and on monday night we've both sponsored um co-sponsored policy orders to address supporting our young people um as well as coming up with some mental health support option for those who have been impacted um and so we'll we'll be discussing that further on monday yeah i look forward to that i think it's the start of a a real conversation at the city council level about how we're going to attack this problem um with the community and with with all of the players and partners that we need so we'll keep you guys posted on that we'll definitely um do a podcast next week to talk about the outcomes of those policy orders um it does seem like just switching to another topic here you know, the COVID pandemic is still with us. Uh, unfortunately, I think we all, I, I know I felt like, gosh, it seems to be really over. over. <laughs> um, but it does seem like we are seeing an uptick of cases both in Cambridge and in Massachusetts and across the country. Um, but I have noticed that there have been like a huge uptick of people reaching out to me saying, I need to get a COVID test. Um, you know, because the city is only doing t- two days of testing, now I'm having to go to CVS or Walgreens and I'm having to wait, you know, one or two days um, to even get the appointment. So um, I think you have an update on um, expanding testing. Yeah, we are expanding testing and adding an additional site at 50 Church Street, which we used to have a site. Um, that'll start August 8th. Um, the hours are going to be two to six. Um, and so now, it's Mondays, four to eight, Thursdays, 11 to three um, inside the Galleria. And I'm hoping that we can get another site um, in North Cambridge as um, the weeks go on. But, you know, I, it wasn't our decision to change from seven days to, um, you know, the, the days that we had. I think it was made in conjunction just based on what we were seeing at that time in June uh, in, and in May and as far as how many tests were being taken. And so along with fire and pro-EMS and the, the folks that had provided the space, that decision was made. But uh, with that said, I think we're all, you know, evaluating um, how things change so quickly. So I'm hopeful we'll add some more testing sites. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the case trends, the new COVID-19 infections among Cambridge residents went up in July with uh, 186 confirmed and probable cases reported for um, July 1st through the 29th, according to the health department. But really what I've been looking at is among those 186 cases, um, 42 of them were children that were too young to be vaccinated, so under the age of 12. And then there were 71 vaccine breakthrough cases. So, you know, I. For me in my house where, you know, both of my kids are vaccinated, I don't always think about how scary it is for many families whose children are just not vaccinated. And, you know, that's not even on the horizon right now. So um, I've been masking up indoors um, just because I I totally understand that there's a, a lot of families out there with young children who are, you know, wanting us to still be 
you know, doing the social distancing, protecting ourselves with masks and making sure that we are not, you know, getting this virus and then transmitting this virus to these young folks, because those are some kind of troubling numbers. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I mean, I think this, these vaccine breakthrough cases, you know, the, the 71 individuals were fully vaccinated and 71 of these individuals were, 55% were um, symptomatic. Uh, and so yeah, I have a friend actually not here in Cambridge, but who um, was vaccinated and he, you know, went to New York and had all, you know, then came back and was showing symptoms and he's one of those breakthrough cases. He's fine. Um, and here we, we know that um, as we, to our knowledge, none of the Cambridge residents with breakthrough infections have been hospitalized um, and there have been no deaths, uh, which mirrors national trends. Um, so you know, really the, the vaccines are extremely effective at doing what they're meant to do, which is prevent serious illness and death. Uh, but, you know, I think we are, you know, we're, we're going to keep seeing some of more of these breakthrough cases. And I feel like, you know, we know CD, CDC, there's going to be some, there's always going to be some new stuff that comes out um, as, as things change. So what may be true now, who knows what'll be in the next few weeks. So um, there's no explanation for the really, there's no single explanation for the rise in infections in July. Um, uh, you know, but it's really, what we're being told is it's the, you know, it is the variant um, that uh, has been really gaining a strong hold in the country um, at the same time that masking requirements and other precautions are being relaxed. So, and in terms of vaccines, um, you know, I think people always ask me like, what is the, what is the percentage of Cambridge residents that have been vaccinated? So, as of July 27th, so three days ago, 73% of Cambridge residents had received at least one dose of the vaccine and 67% of residents were fully vaccinated. Um, and just so everybody knows, the Cambridge Public Health Department, the Public Schools and the Health Alliance are hosting a second summer vaccination clinic for people 12 and older on Wednesday, August 4th from three to seven at the King Open School. Um, so the it's the Pfizer vaccine. So folks who are looking for um, a vaccine for their, their 12 and up folks that live in their house, um, that, that will be available. So there's not gonna be another summer vaccination clinic. So individuals getting their first dose um, at, that, at that particular vaccination clinic will need to find another location for their second dose. But I'll tell you, I had very good luck getting people their second doses at CVS. It's really easy to do that mm -hmm. um, right on their website. So- um, Yeah, so basically get vaccinated. <laughs> That's a big- Please That's a big thing here. Please get back. I, I have my I have a lot of family in Mississippi, and oh, my right. my cousin's a um, a doctor there, and they've canceled elective surgeries. Oh, uh, done, huh? Yeah, and she's like, I mean, Mississippi and how they're doing the vaccination is, I won't even tell you the number, but it, this is it's 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 vaccine. You know, our rates are just not where they should be, and what I struggle with is like we have countries around the world, Haiti, others, we're just getting their first shipments. Right. <laughs> and we have so much vaccine here. I just, yeah, it's such a, anyway, I won't go off on that soapbox, but it is so hard to um, see this happening. 
So yes, get vaccinated. Let us know if you um, need help accessing a vaccine or yes. need to know where know. to go. We will be happy to, to make that happen for you. Um, so in other news, we um, have been having a series of meetings, as I mentioned at the top of this podcast hour. Um, we are going to be looking for a new city manager. So um, city manager Di Pasquale, his contract ends uh, June 30th next year. So there have been a, a couple of meetings um, at the government operations level, committee level, um, talking about the next steps. There was one this past week that I was on vacation for, and were you there, Sumble? Was I there? <laughs> that was this week? I believe there was one this week, yeah. No, no, there wasn't. There's one, um, there's one next week. Oh, there's one next week. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. I was like, Ooh, did I miss a meeting? <laughs> there is one next week on the fourth. Yeah. So yeah, the conversations that we've been having really are, are centered around how do we put together um, RFP for a consultant to help us do a, the, a, a comprehensive search for the next city manager, how we involve the community and uh, what we want in the next city manager. Um, you know, what is the community process by which we, we understand that. Um, so there is going to be another meeting this week uh, to talk about the next steps with the purchasing department. And um, Councillor Simmons has been leading those conversations. I think it's really interesting to think about um, our next city manager and, um, yeah, you know, especially in the, in the context of being kind of coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic and, and what our city really needs for this sort of uh, an equitable recovery and what we need to be focusing on. I, I'm really excited to think about um, what our next leader would look like. One of the things that was really interesting to me um, in our last government operations <laughs> meeting, talking about, okay, we've always had a white male city manager and that there is a desire from the city council to have a more diverse um, you know, bunch of candidates to choose from so that we can you know, make an informed choice. And you know, I, think, I think last time when um, Louis was hired, I think it was three white guys. I'm not totally certain. There was definitely two, I'm not sure about the third. So you know, there's all this conversation about how we wanna have a woman or a, you know, a person of color, also at the same time, the conversation is like, well, we also pay our city manager way too much money and we would have to decrease the salary by, you know, an exponential amount. And I really like, it was struck by that conversation, right? Like we, on the one hand, we're saying, well, we want a woman or a person of color, um, somebody who has lived experience, um, but at the same time, we're just going to pay them a whole lot less money. And the optics of that just felt really yeah. strange to me. Um, and I did kind of bring it up um and I do I do hope that we we really think about that you know we really think about if we are wanting to hire you know a diverse candidate um what we're saying if we're saying we're going to pay them a whole lot less money I mean I I 100% second that and we'll have to talk about that I think we we ran up against that and just even the stuff around the superintendent search right and interim versus regular and all that stuff and it was like wait you know we're, you know we're gonna we can't just decrease the salary um based on but you know some reasons when we're 
trying to get as diverse of a pool as possible. So stay tuned. We'll have a lot more to say on that. Yeah, 100%. Whenever this, I'm pretty sure it is next week. Yeah, I think it's next week. Yeah. One of the days. Yeah, one of those days. I think um, we should probably talk about our very favorite topic right now, which is uh, Cambridge Rise. Yes. Basic income pilot and an update. Tumble. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, um, we've been meeting and meeting and meeting and we have our <laughs> program manager, Jackie. Um, who I love. She's been doing a great job. She's so great. Um, she's it's out of the COC and um, she's onboarded um, over a hundred families uh, at this point who will be participating. Um, the, there are about 25 families who are still waiting to confirm uh, according to Jackie, and she will be, um, you know, making, you know, doing that kind of due diligence and making sure the next few days before the deadline that they have to, you know, uh, choose to participate, that they know about the program. If those 25, uh, it's 25, right? I, keep, I think that's what she said yesterday. Yeah, that's what she said yesterday. Yeah. Um, if those 25 don't get back to Jackie, then we have a they MGI Mayors for Guaranteed Income and uh, the Center for Guaranteed Income out of Penn. They've done all this randomization, so they have replaced. They will have twenty five new people to replace um, with those. So we're plugging along. We um, it's it's kind of wild to see that it's almost time for a disbursement. So the disbursement, the goal is you know it will happen um, you know in in August. Uh, but there's some of these details that are being figured out. I will cry when that happens. I will like weep right. tears of, of what's and joy. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 just like it's it's wild. And what's also just amazing is now with the American Rescue Plan money, other cities are you know implementing guaranteed income uh, pilots. And so we've both talked about how wait, <laughs> you know, how do we create like a revolving fund? How do we even create maybe more pilots for other you know, other groups, you know, you know, and so, and I just saw a bill that um, was filed. I think Elon Omar filed it um, with a bunch of other Congress folks um, around establishing a guaranteed income on the federal level in starting in 2028, which is really far, but um, yeah, it's like the movement, you know, it's all about the movement, you know? And so, it's been so fun to be on this part of the, the movement, right? Yeah. Like getting in on the ground, like imagine in 2028 when this is like, this could be a real plan and we can look back in 2021 and say, gosh, this is, we spent most, we spent a lot of our time yeah. sure that we were part of this and that Cambridge was part of this and our mm-hmm. families were part of it. And so, yeah. and yeah, there's like really no other cities in New England that are doing this. You know? We're like a trailblazer right now. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's that update. Um, more to come on that. More to come on that. Um, I also quickly wanted to say I was looking at the Boston Globe um, <laughs> last week and there was a front page story about the Cambridge Public Library social worker, Maria Matthew, um, right on the front page of yeah. the Boston Globe about how, you know, this this policy order that you and I put in uh, in 2019, I think, about making sure that the Central Square Library had access to a social worker um, to to really work on the issues that a lot of the 
the folks, the patrons that were coming into the Central Square Library needed, right? Like they needed help with housing, they needed help with um, getting into drug treatment programs, getting their clothes washed, like all of these things um, that, you know, our library, our librarians were just not trained to do. So it was really just so awesome to see her right there on the front page. Um, she was hired of March of this year to respond to those needs in Central Square, even though the libraries weren't even open. So Marie worked in, um, before she worked in the Cambridge District Drug Courts program as a social worker. And she really said she sees her role as being preventative. So it was a great article highlighting the role and the fact that one of the reasons we pushed for this position was that librarians, especially in Central Square, see patrons that need help with things that they weren't trained to help with. So, you know, we really saw this position as a way of to have a variety of tools in their toolbox and to be interconnected with the resources that already exist here in the city, which Marie in such a very short time has been able to do, which is awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing what she can do and maybe we can expand the position to other libraries. It's just, you know, it's another way we, you and I were taking intervention and prevention and moving it from um, a police led function. You know, we had police social workers in the Central Square Library um, and that just wasn't working out. So, you know, mm -hmm. we really felt like taking that as a function of the libraries and not as the police department and offering a social worker in the Central Square Library who's also regularly out in the area, we're making sure that there's someone that's really trained to help. So coupled with the three outreach workers that the um, Central Square Business Improvement District has employed through the contract with the city um, that we worked on, um, it's really, we've provided a tremendous amount of social work right in Central Square to help with um, some of our most vulnerable populations, which is awesome. I was just so, you know, and we know we've worked with them. And then you're like, you open the globe and you're like, oh my God, look at that thing. Like there's Marie doing the thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. What else? What else? We got, oh. we got some events this weekend. It's Friday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny that you said that. I just texted that this morning to someone. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, yeah. Yeah. So tomorrow is uh, Friday night. Hype is happening behind the King Open School from 12 to 4. Uh, Friday night hype is a organization that works with our middle school students providing mentorship um, and an opportunity for uh, middle schoolers from across the district to get together and do really fun things together. It's usually a motivational speaker or a DJ. Um, so that is happening tomorrow uh, at the King Open School. And then I think Inman Eats and Crafts is happening this weekend. Inman Eats is happening at Sunday, August 1st from 2020. So I'm reading the whole day from 12. What year is it? From 12 to, to 4. Um, it's going to take place on Cambridge Street um, between Springfield Street and Prospect Street. Um, you have to buy Inman Bucks. And so are they sold out or do you, you're, you're volunteering there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm volunteering. You can usually, you can always buy them there, okay. um, but you can also pre, pre buy them. Um, and so the Inman, so all the stores are going to be open, the restaurants are going to be open. Um, but then there will be these Inman bucks and you can go to different food vendors. This is my favorite part is that you go to all these food vendors, you can buy all these and you just get all this delicious food. So, um, Your feelings. <laughs> so the, the participating restaurants include 1369 coffee house at Tavern, Bisque, Corazon de Frida, Mexican cantina, drifters tale, which is the new, um, 
the place where Bukowski's used to be, the Druid, Highland Pride, which is my favorite. Oh, and a new place called Hot Chicks, which is like a hot box fried chicken place, Puritan and Company and SNS restaurant. Ooh. Yeah, so it's a great way to um, support our local uh, restaurants and um, Inman Square business community. There's going to be live music by the Lilypad and some local artists. And then there's going to be a beer garden uh, sponsored by Inman Square Wine and Spirits. There's going to be you get live screen printing with QRSTs and some activities with Albertine Press, which I love, love, love. And then there's going to be um, 30 local makers, uh, thanks to Gather Here Stitch Lounge, um, called a handmade marketplace. So there'll be a ton of places that you can go and support local artists, support your local restaurants. It's supposed to be a beautiful day. So if you do come by, I'll be um, selling tickets, stop by, say hello from 12 to four uh, in Inman Square. Maybe I'll come with my mom. Oh my God, you totally should. I love my sidebar that I love that your mom, I, I'm like a your mom stalker. Not <laughs> I always see her at the bus stop and I'm always like pulling over like get in the car and she like won't come with me and I, I started to feel like I'm some kind of psycho she's like no no she loves that bus she loves taking the bus she's just she's a, like, she's I'm gonna take the bus I'm like I will drive you and she's like I, no no she's no to me too so we're in the same <laughs> no to me a few times she's like I'm okay I love the bus um other events uh, that are coming up, um, it's August's National Black Business Month. And so we in the city are doing a series of events. The kickoff is 4.30 to 6 p.m. Um, in Harvard Square, the plaza in front of Augie Gourmet. Um, and we'll be, there'll be some speakers. There's gonna be you know, some other small business owners. Um, so definitely come by. There's gonna be yoga on, Sunday, August 8th. Um, and then the list goes on. There's going to be, there's events um, all month long. So really happy to be working with Cambridge Community Development on this month and um, definitely want everyone to participate. This Wednesday also is the Screen on the Green Family Movie Night uh, at 715 uh, at Green Rose Heritage Park. Uh, they'll be showing Lion King. Uh, they showed Soul. I love that movie. Soul. I've never, I haven't seen it. Oh my God. It was, it's so good. I know. I'm like, how have I not watched it? I, I, don't, I don't know. It was I so, good. so good. I need to watch it. I need to watch it. Um, so definitely I love Lion King. So much better. Is it? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I love the Lion King, but okay. I can be persuaded. Um, I do love Disney. So definitely go and watch that. Um, another thing that I wanted to tell folks about um, is about Recess, uh, which is a free, safe, in-person summer program uh, that was designed specifically for and with Cambridge's middle school population uh, to provide new positive experiences. The focus of the program is social connection, learning, and empowerment for rising sixth and ninth graders. Um, it's brought to the community through the collaboration between my office. I'm going to shout out to B. Um, Kimmerman, who worked um, on this for a while um, with, with Jeff uh, and, and then the Cambridge Public Schools, the Middle School Network, um, Project of the Agenda for Children, OST, Friday Night Hype, and the City of Cambridge. So it's been a lot of partners 
Um, and yeah, it's it's been going well. And so if you do want to participate, definitely um, come by to Hoyt Field um, uh, throughout the week, Mondays through Thursdays from 12 to 4 this summer. And you have until August 12th to come. I keep saying I'm going to stop by and then like my whole life just gets upended every single day. But I'm definitely going to come by. I've heard really, really good things about it. And yeah, shout out to B. Um, in your office for doggedly <laughs> it was tough we we made it happen but yeah there, there were some I had one meeting where I freaked out on the city staff <laughs> and yelled at a bunch of people they were really nice about it at least <laughs> I was like we have to make this happen <laughs> I feel like you've only done that one time like you you really keep a lid on I'm your very 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 patient and you know you can only get me down a few times but um, yeah, you're like, so when I was growing up, my mom would yell all the time and we were like, oh my God, she's yelling again. And my dad would yell like one time and we'd be like, oh my God, he's so bad. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm my mom in this situation. I feel like I'm always yelling, totally, always yelling and you, you save it and people are like, oh my God, tumble so mad. Oh my God. To- that is so <laughs> true. That is so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, or like I get emotional. Remember that breakdown I had at that meeting? After the, you know, it was like December and the schools were closing. Woo! Yeah. No, I remember that. It was Meltdown. just the one time though. Exactly. Meanwhile, I was like, breakdown, Sally. <laughs> well, let's see how this summer meeting goes. Remember the last summer meeting? Then no. we have to like, I think we had to like, I, or maybe it was a hearing but remember the I think some of our colleagues got into a little argument and we oh. had to stop um did we oh we recessed yep no we you're right was that the last meeting for the summer I think so mm-hmm. wow wow well <clears throat> hopefully it goes well there are going to be two rallies have you heard about the rallies there are two rallies there is one to save the trees at Tobin school and the other one is on the gun violence that has been happening yes I think they're both at City Hall. They're both at City Hall, but those are the two groups. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But ironically, we won't be at City Hall because the elevator at City Hall is being repaired and replaced. And so we cannot hold a meeting in the Sullivan Chambers. Um, We haven't been able to hold a meeting in the Sullivan Chambers for about a a month now. So we're going to be remote, but the rallies are going to be Outside City Hall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be in my office in the City Hall, which is where I do all my we take all my meetings, but the door will be locked. <laughs> um, but yeah, public comment is only uh, remote, right? Only remote. So just yeah. reminding people, don't come in. You can come in the building. The building is actually open till eight, um, but you can't actually go into the chambers to make public comment. Mm-hmm. And we and we're gonna have signs up and so forth. So. But we just wanted to let folks know that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, usually the summer meeting is the the agenda is really really crazy, and there's tons of stuff on it. And I I looked this morning, and it, it seemed like a pretty decent sized agenda schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Small. Yeah. It's it should be fine. Hopefully, it's not 10 p.m. But or 11. We don't have a COVID update, so. Well, that's true. That's true. I think that'll save a chunk of time and um, yeah. So we'll report back. 
We'll report back. We'll be here next Friday. So um, thank you all for joining us. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for um, not being mad that we have taken a few extra weeks here and there. It's just been a really, 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 really crazy, crazy time, um, but we're back. Uh, if you would like to um, tweet at us, I'm at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N. And I'm at Mayor Siddiqui. Um, let us know your thoughts, anything you want us to talk about, um, your favorite. You want TV, us to watch. Yeah, you know. restaurant recommendations. Um, support your local restaurants. They're hurting yes. right now. Get that takeout. You know, make sure you're supporting them. There's well, quick, what's a favorite place that you'd recommend to people right now? Uh, well, okay, so why am I blanking on the place over in um, Cambridge Crossing? Beatrice, Cafe Beatrice. Cafe Beatrice, and then there's another one. Lexington? The Lexington, yes. So I just recently went to the Lexington. They have like an amazing patio and it's beautiful and the food is delicious. Um, so there's Cafe Beatrice, there's Geppetto, and then there's the Lexington. They're all amazing. Um, it's a little tough to get to, but once you're over there, there's like a bike path and there's like a beautiful lawn and um, I would highly recommend taking taking a walk over there and checking that out. That's like, that's my new favorite place. Yeah, it's a really nice area. Why? Um, one of the places that I really love, where if you can't go to these places, you should go, um, is Commonwealth, um, and yes. it has the best mac and cheese. Um, they used to have. They don't have the bread pudding on their menu, but. I go there. I love that place. And so there, it's the same owner as Revival, which is also a favorite. But definitely check out Commonwealth. They have a lot of seating. Um, the food's so good. Um, it's on 3rd, right? What? It's on 3rd Street in Kendall? It, yeah, it's like right off. Um, it's right behind Za. It's like Broad Canal Way. Exactly. Yeah, like where you where the boats launch, like the kayak. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely check Commonwealth out. They're really... Um, definitely go it's 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 a really good good it's delicious i i that's a cambridge family that owns yes. that place yeah they're so nice they're so they're nice great. they're great yeah, yeah. Nikki, Nikki and sarah yeah they're awesome um so definitely go tell us how it is we'll hopefully join you as well <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks everybody we will see you next week enjoy your weekend bye bye